This episode is brought to you ad-free thanks to all our wonderful patrons. You can get tons of exclusive content and help us keep the show going by joining at patreon.com slash shonenflop. And welcome to Shonen Flop Jimmy, a first impressions mini episode where we talk about the first chapter of the series we'll be covering in depth next week with our guest, Bess. I'm Jordan, and with me today, as usual, is my lovely co-host, David. Say hi, David. David, what's wrong with your voice? Oh, I don't know, Jordan. I had my Ovaltine yesterday, actually. Yeah, is that what that one went on? I had Hong Kong-style French toast, which was really cool. One of the things they do is they make it with Ovaltine. What? Yeah. Whoa. It's really dope if you get a chance to eat Hong Kong-style French toast. I'll have to do that, David, but you still haven't explained why your audio was reversed. Because <laughs> we are covering Hersigawa, a.k.a. Harrisburg, in Mirror World. Harrisburg in Mirror World. Oh, my God. A.k.a. Harrisigawa. So Tucker won't get really angry. One of Tucker's hairs just turns white every time I pronounce it like that. Oh, yeah. Also, we both saw the Barbie movie. Hell, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, David. I'm just kidding. Anywhere else I'd be a 10. It's just been in my head, like... <laughs> Listen, anything is possible. Uh, David, we're Knuff. Yes, I want to get a Knuff shirt. It is on back order. You can order it from Mattel's official site, but they're not shipping it until the end of September. I really would have thought they would have had, like, 100,000 of them ready. I think that they did, and then they got sold out. Yeah, this movie may actually make up our billion dollars. Yeah, I think that this movie's going to beat Oppenheimer. I mean, there's no doubt Oppenheimer is a three hour long R rated film. Yeah, it was a fucking really good movie, though. It was. It was. <laughs> but Jordan, we are not here today to talk about Barbies. God damn it. I really want to, though. Uh. <laughs> oh, that, that movie was so great. OK, my last comment on that is I wonder how long when Ken, you know, when Ken went goes in the room and says that one word, how long they had a debate about what word he said. <laughs> or actually, actually, I love when he's like, can I stay over? And Barbie says to do what? And he says, I don't know. God, <laughs> fucking love that movie there's so many great lines that i'm not gonna say here because i don't want to spoil them they're so that good. line is in the trailer so i feel okay saying that god ryan gosling fucking killed it and i can't believe he looks like that at 45 oh he looks fucking amazing yeah he's like 15 years older than every other ken jesus and he just oh my god ryan gosling's eternal anyway let's get into talking about um unfortunately not barbie this is harisagawa in mirror world by yasuhiro keino i'm pronouncing it that way on purpose to sound like the mortal Kombat character and it sounds like my favorite genre of cinema Oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> this ran from July 11th, 2011 to February 13th, 2012. 29 chapters over three volumes. And let's get into the first chapter plot summary. I feel like Jordan's just going to do it where every time I say the word Kino, you're going to be like, you know what else was Kino? And then just talk about Barbie for five minutes. I mean, I wasn't, but now I think I will. <laughs> All right, but let's dive into the actual plot summary. Yeah. Hari Sagawa has a crush on Satomi, the hottest girl in school. He thinks she only sees him as a friend because he did like this minor thing of saving her fucking life from the isekai car. While at a thrift shop, Satomi is drawn to purchase a weird old mirror. And while walking home, she is almost hit by another isekai car. 
No, no. Whoa. And Hari Sagawa jumps out of nowhere to save her again. This time, however, he can't really escape the isekai car. And he finds himself absorbed into the mirror existing in a dark world where he meets a creepy dude who explains to him that he can only see out of mirrors and only one person can know about him or else he'll be trapped forever. Before he can answer any more questions, though, the creepy dude vanishes. I think he goes to the other side now that... He is now freed. Yeah, he's like, get fucked, buddy. You're stuck here now. Yeah, finally, I can move on to the other side. Bye. I can die. Harisagawa sees a bright window as his only source of light and goes towards it. But oh, geez, he sees Satomi bending over and showing him her panties. How embarrassing. Whoa. And prompts tomorrow. Every time I do that, I think, did Zoomers even get that reference? Uh, probably not. I don't know how oh. many Zoomers listen to our podcast. Though someone on the Discord mentioned they were in high school in 2018, and I was like, fuck. Yeah. Oh, my God. By the way, David, uh, I looked up a little thing called the Demented Cartoon Movie yesterday. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? No, I don't. Seeky Bombie do. What'd you say? Ziki Bombi do. Oh, no, I don't remember that. All right. Popcorn David. Oh, man. Also talk about the man in the mirror, which was uh, one of our ideas for the cover art, but we didn't go with it. So Harrisburg makes himself known to Satomi, who agrees to help him. Just then her friends show up because she told him she almost got hit by a fucking isekai car. (laughs) When they start looking in her mirror, Harrisburg discovers that he can go into different mirrors as well. And when he leaves, Satomi realizes that she fucked up and put the mirror in her friend Misaki's backpack. Jesus, come on. This is like your one fucking job, Satomi. God, what a goof. This is your one fucking job. Don't lose track of the goddamn mirror. Can you pay attention for five seconds? Oh, man. Harrisburg goes to see it. And we, of course, get a full body shot of an underage girl in the shower. Satomi goes to pick up the mirror as Harrisburg appears to tell her that he saw a peeping Tom outside of her window because no one gets the perv on girls except for him. Hey, he's at least also underage, I guess. Yes. The audience might not be, though. Yeah. Satomi grabs a fire extinguisher and blasts him, which I guess makes him faint, and he gets arrested by the police. Harrisburg and Satomi have a nice little conversation and fist bump, causing him to suddenly switch places, and I was really pissed about that because I was going to be one of my GB guesses that there was some way they would switch places. <laughs> you Well, I guess you were right. Oh, uh, man. I'll take the point then. Sounds good to me, Jordan. Nope. Nope. Too late. It's got to be in a chapter other than the first one. Fuck me. But yeah, this. Uh, uh, what were your first impressions, my guy? I didn't like this. I mean, like, I I feel like it was hard to follow. Ton of text. I just had to skim over a lot of this shit. It was like, yeah, there was a lot of convenience. Like, how the fuck did he see the peeping Tom? It was just like I had to read it like three times in order to actually see it. Like a lot of contrivance. Like, really? You left the fucking mirror in her backpack? Really? You just you saved her from getting hit by a car twice? Why was she getting hit by a car twice? (laughs) Like, how many shitty drivers are there in Japan? Right? She was walking around Japan, not New Jersey. You know what I mean? Hey, like, hey, bazinga. Hey, hey, hey. This actually made me think about how this kind of feels like the first chapter Yu Hakusho, in that it just goes in a different direction, but it pretty much has like the same kind of characters. Uh, Satomi reminds me a lot of what's her name from Yu Hakusho. Sure, you know what I'm talking about. You know, like, uh, you guys know who I'm talking about, the blank love interest from Yu Yu Hakusho. And uh, I don't think Harisagawa reminds me even remotely of Yusuke, though. Yeah, you're right. That wasn't a good idea. Like, Harisagawa gets uh, embarrassed by looking at Satomi's panties. Yusuke just straight up lifts up her skirt. You're right. What a fucking badass. Ah, just kidding. We respect women. Yeah. It is interesting where I'm trying to think of manga or anime where a character dies by being hit by a car that isn't an isekai. And I don't actually, Yu Yu might have been the only one I can think of. 
I mean, arguably it was kind of an isekai. He went into like the spirit world world. Mm, I guess. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. God. <laughs> Part four. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, so back to this though. Uh let's see. What are some good some good good art is good besides the sexualization of children? It's pretty good, honestly, like the art. Well done. Kind of don't know what more to say about it, really. It's not mind-blowing. It's not like, whoa, this is incredible. It's pretty serviceable, though. You know, like the artist is pretty competent. I think there is some dialogue that's a little fun. I think Satomi is a more interesting character than I was initially expecting given her role in the series. I don't. She's not as passive character as I was expecting. Like, she kind of calls people out on shit. She's like, oh, stop it, you silly boys. There's a little more depth to her than usually you see in series like this. I view her as kind of a fucking idiot. I mean, she left the mirror in her friend's backpack. She's like extremely jealous. Like you might have seen another girl naked. She's very much like a sundere. I don't know, David. I don't see depth here. Fine, fine, fine. It's a good thing we talked about Barbie for five minutes because this is there's not a lot to discuss on this one. So would you read our 10 chapters of this? No, God, no. I, I didn't get like anything out of this. This is boring. This is like lame. It's kind of it's hard to follow. I'm not into it by you. It's one of those ones where I want to read it because I don't know how this goes on for 30 chapters. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. Because this might be a really interesting garbage fire to read. It might be. I mean, we're going to find out. Uh, I wish it wasn't 30 chapters. That would have been nice. I mean, who knows? Maybe it gets really good. I, I, I'm i doing the L.A. Noir doubt face, though. Jordan is pressing X to doubt. Yeah, basically. <laughs> oh, man. So what's your what's your power word, buddy? Uh, my power word is voyeurism or maybe peeping. Mm hmm. You know, it's by definition, it's like he's going into mirrors, he's like looking at people and stuff. And yay, we get to see some underage, s- sexy girls. Thanks, manga. Thank you so much. I w- like it's one of those things where like it sucks, but it's like, can I even like fucking blame the author at this point? This is an issue with the medium. I'm still going <laughs> to. You still got to contractually. You have to read this whole thing. Uh, yeah. And I still got to blame the author. Just not in public. No, don't I was worry. on the train. I was like, uh-oh, can't read this one on the subway. Uh-oh. And then a lady got up and changed seats when that page came up. It's the shower. Yes. What about you? What's your power word? I said reflection, because this really makes me reflect on my life choices that led to me reading this series. Yeah, that's fair. It, no, but since it's all about mirrors and shit. Well, yeah. It's also a reflection of the time where they definitely, I think Shonen Jump just doesn't do ecchi manga anymore because they kicked the last one out and I think they just are like, yeah, this isn't like a niche we should really have in the magazine anymore. I was surprised to learn that this ran in Shonen Jump. There are far worse offenders than this. There's there's this one series called, I think, like Agashi Triangle or whatever, where they just straight up have a girl masturbating in the shower. I mean, in the first popular Shonen Jump manga was an ecchi taking place in elementary school. So, I mean, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, Shonen Jump has done this over the years. It's not completely out of their wheelhouse. It was just kind of like, yeah, I haven't seen something like this in Shonen Jump in a very long time. Like, you could tell that this wasn't, like, something they were particularly proud of because it's not on the app. Yeah, that's fair. And then, Jordan, we accidentally did this in the wrong order, but who really cares? What do you think will happen next? The main character will see at least two other girls in sexual poses. The main character will start to turn into one of those creepy ghost things at some point. And one of them has to reveal a liar by listening into the liar talking while in the mirror. And they got to be all stealthy about it. <laughs> hey, yo, I predicted a fucking plot line. <laughs> I wonder if you purr on the girls too much using the mirror powers. That's how you turn into that like spirit. 
Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, it seems kind of like a Death Note situation. I love how the guy was just like, oh, yo, you're here. Let me tell you the rules right now. Bye. So long, buddy. Bye. It was like, wow, you really just, damn, that's some forceful exposition <laughs> there. What are your guesses, David? My first guess is there will be an evil mirror, maybe a black mirror of sorts. Whoa. I know you disagree, but I think the female main character will become even more useless and lose any of her interest in characterization. Oh, just because I think she's uh, already not interesting doesn't mean I won't think that she'll get even less interesting. (laughs) And finally, the main character will have a chance to leave the mirror, but it comes at a sacrifice he's not willing to make. So the series must continue. Yes, I think those are good guesses. It'll probably be something dumb where it's like he can never love her if he uses this MacGuffin. And he's like, no, Mm. I'll find my own way out of the mirror. And yes. then he probably doesn't because the series got canceled. Yeah. But Jordan, let's move on to the Q&A. So I want to say big thank you to everyone who submitted their Q&A in the Shonen Flop Discord. As a reminder, you can join us at ShonenFlop.com or in our show notes. And we give priority to our patrons, people who have never asked a question before and people who haven't had a question asked in a long time. So starting off with Giant, we actually have, this is a vintage question. I was going through the archives. So yes, I do go through them where they asked, make a D&D party of a flop protagonist. Didn't, and we, what did, I was thinking, didn't we already do this? No, 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 oh. no. Oh. We were aligning characters, so I realized we could take this question and say, using the five core roles for D&D Party, the face, the caster, the tank, the DPS, and the healer. What's a face? That's the person who like handles all of like the, the persuasion and stuff. It's usually like the party leader. It's essentially, it's a character that has like really high charisma. Okay, well then in that case, the face is uh, Ryusei from Takeki Ryusei, and I really don't know how you can top that. Uh, which class was that? Face. No, no. So what I was saying is we would use the classes, the characters we already assigned to D&T classes. We didn't read it at the time. We didn't know. He's literally his whole thing is just he looks into your soul and turns you and like tells you you're sad. And then you completely. Yeah, he is our dashing uh, rogue. Yeah. And then Jordan, out of the casters, who do you think would be the best caster for the party? Honestly, Ginka from Ginka and Luna, because she's completely fucking overpowered. <laughs> That's a fair point. And then in terms of tank, I actually think it would be funny to have Tama from Nico Wappa. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, she can just imagine a little girl as their main source of taking damage. She can take fucking punishment. She can. Yeah, she, she's fucking amazing. And yeah. then who do you think would be their main source of damage? Let's see. Um, da, 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 da. I could see uh, Kaido from Ayashimon just throwing him in somewhere and just starts fucking beating the shit out of everyone. I think that's a good choice, either that or maybe Grim. But I don't know. I think uh, I think Kaido might be a better option there. All right. And then finally, for healer, who would you trust to mend your your damage wounds, Sir Jordan? It's Gomez. Gomez just licking your wounds and you just feel better because he's such a good boy. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, that was a fun question. Thank you for your patience of getting answered. Next up from ZZ Digital. Is there any series that doesn't have an official Western release, but you wish it did? If you've been listening, you probably already know what mine is. It's Kanikuman. Kanikuman does not have an official Western release, even though it is one of the most influential manga of all time. Hey. Wait, really? Yeah. Mine would be Demons of the Shadow Realm so they could give it a not really stupid name so people will fucking read that series. <laughs> All right. Next up from Redblade. If you were isekai into another world where David or Jordan didn't exist, who would you choose as your new co-host? Let's not say anyone that's actually been on the show because that seems biased. Yeah. So how about what celebrity would you want to have as the co-host to replace? Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison? Yeah. I like it. I would definitely want to have Jack Black replace you on the show. He's an art musician. I think that would be great. Also, we have the same birthday. Well, then there you go. There we go. I don't know why I thought you were going to say Patton Oswalt would replace me. Nah. That's what people have told me before I remind them of Patton Oswalt. I think Patton Oswalt's kind of overrated. Really? Yeah, I don't, I don't find it very funny. 
there was a great it was like back on no stupid questions like this hop for a long time was someone asked who is pat and oswald <laughs> and the response is like are you thinking of pat and oswald and they're like oh oh i see i think he's a very likable guy but like i don't find it very funny I actually think that's another celebrity I'd, I could see being on the show. I mean, I would definitely have him on the show. I think I burned a bridge. By, <laughs> I think I burned the fuck out of a bridge just now. Yeah, fuck off. I would love to have him on. All right, next up from Pineapple Boy. If you could convince the Fortnite devs to do a month with at least two powers borrowed from some of your favorite flops, which two would you pick and what skins would be the most fun to see? So I have absolutely no idea how Fortnite works at all. Near do I, but I'm sure that we would just want to, uh, Jordan's like, David wanted Debonair Diamond skin so he could ogle Debonair Diamond. And that's because that is correct. That is my answer. Thank yeah, you, Yeah, I figured you were like, David, you're, you're joking as if that isn't the answer. Like When I'm going to Japan, my friend's like, there's this muscle girl cafe that like, I'm not saying you should go there, but you know, and like Rachel's like, no, we don't, <laughs> Rachel vetoed that because we don't have time because she wants to see the Capybara Cafe. <laughs> I think that Rachel is correct. I feel like Jackman would be a really cool skin. Oh, yeah. And then you could, when you defeat someone, you get their powers. Or um, we have to pick a second one. I think the Candy Flurry power suit would also be really fun. Yeah. Oh, you mean Gigantor? Yeah. Or just like everyone having candy abilities. Yeah. I think that uh, her lollipop would be a really cool power to have in there. Mm -hmm. All right. That was a fun one. Next up, finally, from Magnus Did Nothing Wrong, which flop manga would make the best trading card game? Golem Hearts. Golem hearts, so you think everyone would have their own golem? Yeah, I think it would be cool. I think that the golems probably have a lot of cool mechanics that we weren't able to get into because it lasted like very, very little time. But I think that you could have like a bunch of cool little uh, aspects to that power system since everything is like a construct. Oh, yeah. And then you could have like your golem and like different cards upgraded in different ways and stuff. Yeah. I think that is a cool one. I think Samurai 8 probably would also. Samurai 8, I'm sure if it was popular, would have had a TCG. I think Mora King would have a fun one. Oh, what about Teenage Renaissance David and you can learn about art history as you play the game? <laughs> Build Kings, you're like, wow, I got <laughs> still printed in black and white. Yeah. I mean, Dark Mage basically already does. It's called Magic the Gathering. Yeah, there you go. Akaboshi, unironically, because it's about 108 people, so you could have different cards for everyone. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Champagne, it's all just different <laughs> Oh, God, that would be a cool little, um, like, you know, like an indie game that somebody makes. Yeah. Some version of that probably exists. Um, yeah. <laughs> Those are so stupid. Yes. And then, Jordan, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for questions today. Aww. I want to say thank you so much for all your hard work on the show, especially editing the Chibi episodes. Oh, you're very welcome, David. Thank you for all the hard work that you do, including editing the Chibi episodes. Yeah. Props to Shannon for the awesome cover art. Find her online at Illuminati. And thank you, Dylan, for assistance with editing. Find his podcast, Anime at Context, at AnimeContext.com. Thanks to Tucker and Maxi B for assistance with pronunciation, translation, and other miscellaneous research. Find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast and our website, ShonenFlop.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, wherever else you get your podcast. And as we mentioned before, join the Shonen Flop Discord. We've got over 500 people talking Damn. about whatever's on your mind. You can drop questions, drop your six word summaries. Just, hey, hang out with us. Ask us, like, what we're reading and see some bad takes from us <laughs> and see me try and desperately get people to read Demons of the Shadow realm so i can talk about that first chapter <laughs> and if you've been enjoying the podcast and want to help us keep going consider subscribing to our patreon wouldn't be able to keep the show running without our fantastic patrons we just dropped a brand new piece of exclusive content jordan what did we drop for our wonderful patrons in july well we took a look at the jojo uh adaptation from the yes, 90s legally an adaptation legally an adaptation called diesel I'm like diesel nuts. Hey, uh, no, David, you mean both of these I nuts? Know. <laughs> I can't both is in the series. Yeah. With our old pal JoJo YouTuber Shuckmeister. Check it out. It rules. 
Yeah, he's a fucking legend. That was a really fun episode. That was fucking great. You could also be listening into our recording live or our warm-up content and get advanced notification of what series we're covering and help us pick what series we cover next. And along with that, let's read off some of our wonderful patrons. All right, starting with our Chainsaw Man patron, Do Man Bro Guy, then moving on down to the Dolphin Dads, we have Hey Daddy, She Want, Wink Wink, Want to Exploit Some Holes Together, and Dolphin Dad, Steph Jordan's beautiful girlfriend. Jordan, would you like to add a few words about her? Oh, Steph, I, I love you so much, and I'm so glad glad I got to see Barbie with you. Oh, moving on down to the ravioli tier, my favorite tier where you get weekly photos of my adorable little goblin dog. We have Chris, Eva, Israfant, Josh Robinson, Karate Chopsticks, Rachel, my wonderful fiance. She said Ooh. today is sad day, so we are just going to make the house really cold and eat pizza. I love it. Scarlett Meerman and Trevor Schachner. Moving on down to the king of the forest, we have 090Z, Shaw Florine. Gabe Lando, Jacob Andrew Galloway, King Salamander, Kirby Mutt, Marty, Max Baker, T, the Dungeon Master Next Door, the Wolf, the Woods, or Fogger, and Tommy Boy. Then, moving on down to Galactic Ball Federation officers, we have a mid-sized sedan, Andy's Islands, Blah Moo Moo, Brian Sexton, David Ackerson, Dennis James Simone, Drago, Drew, Dylan Kreider, Nigel, Generic Man, Green, Hans, Heavy Metal Hermit Crab, Keanu, Kylie Denton, Lincoln Frey, Manly P. Hall, Marabara, My Dad, Matt, Happy Birthday, Mike Carpenter, Ralph Iskoff, Resident Warhammer Nerd, Rosendo Mendoza, Brian Jasinski, Sarah, Scott Fischler, Silly Rookie, Simping for Senpai Ash, Staghorn, Tapir Clip, Tucker Whiteley, Wright, and ZZ Digital. And also a big thank you to all of our wonderful Beast Children. Man, I, uh, I really hope that that was actually Steph and not somebody stealing her identity. Dun, dun, dun. We also had a patron that was inactive for like a year come back. So it's good to see you back, Silly Rookie. Thank you so much for coming hey, back to support the show. I think you're a, you're a silly veteran at this point. Oh my. And then Jordan, anything you want to toss in? Uh, yeah, Barbie is fucking great. And go listen to Mission Ignition. Hell yeah. Thank you so much for listening and tune in next Monday as we give our full thoughts on this series featuring the wonderful best. Fuck yeah. This has been Jordan. This has been David. And you've been listening to Shonen Flop. David, say it. Keep on flopping floppers. Bye. Bye.